on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And the horror on our roads dominates pretty much all of the front pages this morning. The Irish Daily Mirror stopped the carnage. Two three-year-olds, grandparents and man are among crash victims. They've uh, photographs of some of those who were killed in road crashes on the country's roads in the space of just 24 hours. The Irish Sun, it's cruel world we are living in. Tears have been shed for a little boy and his grandparents killed in a horror crash. Then the front of the Irish Daily Mail, the toddlers among tragic crash victims. Uh, The Mail has two photographs on the front page of two three-year-olds, gorgeous children dying in separate road accidents. And they say the year of carnage is worsening. And the photograph is of the two toddlers who died in separate car accidents in the space of 24 hours. They've been named as three-year-old Rosaline McDonough who died after she was knocked down in Port Leash yesterday afternoon. And in the second tragedy to hit Tipperary, Tom O'Reilly, also aged just three, who died alongside his grandparents in a crash in Cashel on Tuesday night. And obviously these incidents have left us all thinking what on earth is going on on our roads. That's the urgent appeal made on the front of the Irish Examiner. 125 road deaths and 600 serious crashes this year. The chair of the Road Safety Authority, Liz O'Donnell, seeking increased penalty points for dangerous driving uh, after an awful year on the roads there. Uh, Gardaí have confirmed more than 600 serious crashes have taken place and often we don't hear about these because we mainly hear if people die on our roads. But you also have very serious crashes where people suffer life-changing, life-threatening injuries. Liz O'Donnell is calling for urgent measures to reverse the damning statistics. And she says that road safety needs to return to the top of the political agenda. The other big story in the front of the Irish Examiner, it's another day and another damning report into CAM services in Ireland. Suicidal children are waiting more than 50 days on average to be seen by mental health services in Cork and Kerry and the majority of psychiatry in South Kerry is now conducted from Doha if you don't mind. This is a report into CAMS. Nationally, there are 4,451 children and teenagers waiting for mental health services. There's understaffing, staff running on empty, just a litany of problems in uh, our CAMS youth mental health services. That's also on the front of the Irish Independent. Dysfunctional and unsafe new report lays bare crisis in mental health care. There's a series of reports. I think there's nine reports carried out by Dr. Susan Finnerty, who's an expert in mental health. Uh, the reports show that the issues, the shortcomings in South Kerry CAMS were the tip of the iceberg. Evidence was found that one team was dysfunctional and some services were unsafe. Uh, so if you're lucky enough to be able to get CAM services, they could be unsafe, but also we've thousands of children who can't even access these unsafe and dysfunctional services. And obviously there's an awful lot of good work going on in CAMS services around the country, but unfortunately not enough of it because there are big, big problems. That's the front of the Indo. The Irish Times on its front page goes with the uh, report yesterday into the constituencies and the Electoral Commission. Smaller parties face pressure as Dole grows by 14 TDs. The next election will see a larger Dole 
with 14 more TDs. Boundaries are set to squeeze the smaller parties in many constituencies. Listening to all the experts here on News Talk yesterday, uh, they're saying that Labour in particular could be in trouble in three or four constituencies with the boundary changes. Uh, the Greens might struggle too. Political parties, according to the Indo last night, digesting the results of the boundary revisions published by the Electoral Commission. Sources agree that the bigger parties, especially Sinn Féin, were likely to be happier with the changes there. One or two uh, politicians, I thought, a little bit too cocky yesterday. Uh, they're sort of assuming that they're going to get all of the votes, but there's no guarantee of that. I just, I think you should uh, play it a bit cooler with your response to it rather than sort of saying this is great news. You still have to get the votes and other politicians very, very worried and probably had a sleepless night last night. The Irish Daily Star, no country for bold men. Uh, this is the news that Gardaí are struggling to find a country where Jonathan Dowdall can start a new life. Australia, Canada and New Zealand won't let Jonathan Dowdall or his family in over his crimes and IRA links, according to an exclusive uh, by the Irish Daily Star. Uh, you know of the Witness Protection Programme. The Star is calling it Witness Rejection Programme. Now, there are the front pages. Inside, the Indo looks at dodgy boxes. I know an awful lot of people have them. They'll never admit to it, but a lot of people, that's how they get their TV. And a new wave of crackdowns on TV dodgy boxes is underway. Legal warnings are being sent out in seven counties. The action comes after authorities claimed that an earlier crackdown this year resulted in several dodgy box operators being shut down. So the counties where they're targeting people with dodgy boxes at the moment are Cork, Dublin, Galway, Leash, Louth, Mayo and Monaghan. Uh, and there's an organisation leading the crackdown, one I've never heard of, which is called the Federation Against Copyright Theft, which is working with the guards. Uh, the dodgy box is a device that can bypass pay TV copyright controls illegally. Uh, it's also referred to as an Android box and it's sold by people around the country who then also sell codes to get your premium sport movies and other TV content. Uh, and they reckon that there's about 171,000 people using dodgy boxes at the moment in Ireland. So there's a big, big crackdown on it. Staying with TV, Virgin Media announced its um, autumn schedule yesterday. Some of the new shows covered in the start today. Brian Dowling hosts a new show called The Salvage Squad, which transforms tired old rooms into unique and stunning showstoppers. But there's a twist because they can't buy anything new. They get a thousand euro and they have to go and find secondhand uh, free cycled, upcycled homemade items to create their dream homes. Uh, that's part of Climate Action Week. Also, there's a new show on Virgin called Confessions of a Crime Boss. Uh, and John Gilligan is going to give an interview to this as well. So that's a big coup for them. Uh, the Guards is back on Virgin Media. Also, there's going to be a documentary about Sinead O'Connor called Faith and Courage. They're going off to Turkey. It's called To Die For Cosmetic Surgery in Turkey, looking at the increasing numbers of Irish people travelling to Turkey for cosmetic surgery. Uh, I think RTE are doing a show about Keith Duffy going to Turkey called Keith's Teeth as well. So Turkey, very popular on Irish TV at the moment. And there's another show called Born Too Soon, which gives access to neonatal wards at Cork University 
Hospital. So uh, the paper is covering today what's going to be on the telly in September. Gogglebox Ireland is the one I'm very excited about because it's back in September, as is Sex Education on Netflix, by the way. So the weather might be changing, it might be getting a bit darker in the evenings, but the TV is back with the bang. A couple of other stories for you. If you're going under the knife, you're going to want a woman to operate on you. The Times of London says patients operated on by women fare far better than those whose surgeon was male. Researchers in Canada found uh, patients treated by a female surgeon were less likely to die. So that's always good news when you go under the knife. Uh, You're also less likely to be readmitted to hospital and you're less likely to suffer from medical complications. So maybe now when people are going in for surgery, they might ask, is my surgeon a man or a woman? Also, there's another story from The Sun. If you're a soccer fan, you'll be interested in this now. I hate people who clap during the national anthem and cheer and roar at Croke Park when the anthem isn't finished. The next thing I hate is when people leave a match early because you're paying a lot of money. But in the sun, we're told that Man United fans are the worst for leaving matches before the final whistle. Arsenal supporters ranked second, followed by Man City and then Spurs. One in four fans admitted leaving at least one game early last season in the Premier League. And the reason why they're leaving is that they want to beat the traffic. I don't think that's true. I think it's because their team is losing and they know they're not going to win. Others say they leave the match early because they're superstitious, apparently, or they just don't like the stadium. But here's the kicker. Of the fans surveyed, a third said they've actually missed out on at least one goal because they headed for the hills early. So you're wasting money, losing out on some big match moments. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.